Hi there, and welcome to the Dog Sports Decoded podcast. My name is Megan Ritchie, and I am the host. And today I wanted to talk about off-leash dogs in on-leash areas. Um, it's a pretty contentious one within the um, dog community, I'll say. Uh, within the sporting community, I think people are pretty one-sided on the uh, opinion that your dog should not be off-leash at an on-leash park or area. Um, but I would say that seems to be uh, contradictory to what either the public thinks or uh, what we see day to day. So while many of us say we hate off-leash dogs in on-leash areas, uh, some of us are obviously doing it or it wouldn't be an issue. So uh, I'm not sure if that's uh, the dog sport community doing it or the members of public doing it, but either way, it's obviously happening and uh, is a big, big cause of frustration for people. So um, this one kind of, this topic sort of came up um, of late, a friend of mine, it's not my story to tell, so I'm not going to go into a lot of details here, um, but she was camping with her dogs and another camper had their dog off leash, which was not allowed. Uh, multiple times uh, she brought the dog back to the owners. They were coming in and harassing her own dogs and um, at the end of the day, it eventually caused a fight. So uh, the other dog kind of instigated a fight at her campsite and then her own dogs kind of went at it. She had to uh, stop her camping trip short, um, rush back home and then have um, sort of an emergency vet visit to get some stitches put in. So uh, kind of on hearing her story, I, I it's something I wanted to talk about for a while and it just kind of made it clear that it's a, it's a good time to talk about it. Kind of has been in my mind for a couple weeks now and uh, wanted to address it. So it seemed like a good opportunity to do it once I'd kind of sorted out my own thoughts. So uh, so that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it today. I've certainly had my own issues with it. Uh, I know I've shared this story before, but Tess certainly can be reactive. Um, used to take her to dog parks and stuff like that uh, as a puppy, and eventually it became an issue, <laughs> as many of you I'm sure can relate. Um, so we don't do that anymore, but uh, at the dog park or not, um, it's certainly been an issue both with her reactivity and, and just in general. Um, you know, even Riggs is not particularly reactive. Uh, he's an intact male, so sometimes he will decide he does not like other males, uh, but generally he's pretty friendly. But even then, having dogs we don't know come rush us, um, charge at us, stuff like that is just not very fun. Makes walks in general not very much fun kind of ruins our day. So whether it should or shouldn't, that seems to be the impact it has on us. Um, I know if you have a reactive dog, you know, you're always worried, will my dog be blamed for causing a fight or, or doing something, even if we're within our right, we're, you know, nicely walking down the road, whatever, uh, obeying the law, and then some other, somebody else's dog comes at us off leash. Um, you know, if something does happen, and we're not able to prevent a fight, um, you know, we don't want to see our own dogs be blamed. So it's obviously uh, a contentious issue for a number of reasons, um, but I thought I'd kind of walk through it in what I hope will be a bit of a constructive way. So um, uh, I guess I just want to share sort of what my experience has been. So where it's most likely, where you're more, where you're more likely to find off-leash dogs in on-leash areas. And in my experience, um, near off-leash parks is probably number one. I live about half a block from an off-leash park, and uh, most of the community seems to think that that is a great reason that they don't have to leash their dog anywhere within the community. So uh, it's definitely a big problem in my area. Um, even just dogs running across the street from the off-leash park, if I'm walking across on the other side of the road, um, a lot of the off-leash dogs, if their owner can't recall them, or the dogs are just 
drawn to my dogs. Um, you know, they'll run across the road into the on-leash area and uh, it'll take a while for the owners to come collect them and, and bring them back. So uh, so definitely near off-leash parks uh, is an issue, even if it's just people, you know, unclipping their dog's leash as soon as they get arrive in the car and not bothering to leash them to get to the gate or wherever the on off-leash park is. So uh, that's been kind of number one in my experience. Um, the number two place would be any sort of natural park. So to me, this would be city parks, it's often pretty common, again, even if they're on leash areas, um, city pathways, things like that, um, but definitely hiking trails, uh, very, very prevalent. Um, so that's something to watch out for. And uh, again, just it's one of the reasons I don't like enjoy hiking with my dogs anymore. Um, you're just never sure who else is coming down the trail at you or behind you uh, with their dog off leash and what's going to happen. So um, again, it's kind of impacting others enjoyment of, of the environment. So um, that's kind of number two. And then lastly, uh, typically seen kind of loose dogs on the owner's property. So they might be very well behaved, just sitting, hanging out on the front porch, something like that, or, um, you know, charging you if they run out the door, they're just not leashed and are loose in the yard. So um, those are kind of the three places I've seen it more frequently happen. Um, but basically that's anywhere. So um, anywhere you might be taking your dog. So it's pretty hard to avoid. Um, you know, it can happen kind of anywhere, anytime, any place. So while it's easy to criticize people for it, uh, they're certainly in the wrong if their dog is off leash in an on leash area. Uh, so it's understandable to have kind of that righteous in in indignation. Um, but but sort of in a constructive way, there has to be a re reason people are doing it. So it's it's very common, it's very prevalent. Uh, I think most of the sporting community is very upset about it, um, but it's it's kind of a perpetual issue. So there has to be a reason for it. Um, and rather than just criticize the people who are doing it, because I, I will freely admit I have done it, um, you know, we need to understand why people are doing it and maybe try and help in a in a productive way. So that's kind of what I've been spending the week thinking or a couple of weeks thinking about leading up to to kind of collecting my thoughts to do the podcast. So uh, this is sort of what I came up with. So if you have other thoughts, definitely let me know. But um, this is kind of what, what came out of my thinking process. So kind of the two more common excuses or reasons I've heard um, and often they're yelling this at you as their dog is coming at you, but uh, their dog is friendly um, or they didn't think anyone was around. So those are certainly the two I most commonly hear, um, but I don't know if those are the real reasons. So, so I'll, I'll say um, from my own experience, uh, but also just sort of intuitively, uh, what I think the real reasons are, are uh, poor on-leash manners would be number one. Uh, number two, uh, they just enjoy watching their dog running around having fun. I mean, most of us love that side about dogs. They're playful and silly, and uh, we kind of enjoy just watching them play around and have fun. So I think that's another reason um, people have their dog off-leash. And then uh, lastly, uh, maybe they can't go to an off-leash park. So maybe there isn't one around them. Um, their dog isn't friendly with other dogs, so they feel like they can't or shouldn't go. Um, maybe they're away from home, don't know where an off-leash park is. Uh, or there's no alternative. 
And uh, the best example I can give of that is maybe swimming. So if I want to take my dog to go swimming somewhere out in, I'll say in public, but a natural kind of environment, um, I don't really know of anywhere that's not an off-leash park, which I feel like I can't go to, um, and that is off-leash. So uh, I guess that's contradictory. But um, the only place I, can, I feel like I can take my dog where we have enough space to kind of be alone and work, work alone is... Um, I'll say a provincial park or federal park, which are all on leash areas. So if I'm going to a natural environment, it's either going to be a city park, provincial park, whatever it is, um, but they are all on leash areas. Uh, so if I want to take my dog swimming, there's nowhere I can legally take them outside to go swimming other than an off leash park. Um, and I, I only know of two in my city that actually have kind of that access to water um, and they're both extremely, extremely busy. So if you have a reactive type dog, that's obviously not going to work for you. So with those three in mind, again, kind of hope, hopefully in a constructive way, um, if that has been you, that you've had your dog off leash, and maybe these are the reasons why you've had your dog off leash in an on leash area, uh, maybe give some kind of constructive ways that we can avoid that. So whether that's yourself or neighbors or whatever you're seeing, again, just hopefully adding to maybe a more positive uh, uh, dynamic. Um, so how do we actually solve the root of those issues? Um, so again, I said kind of the number one reason we hear is I didn't think anybody was around or my dog is friendly. So it's okay. Okay. That I'm off, my dog's off leash. And it certainly isn't because you don't know what the other person is facing. Um, I kind of had a funny story about this. So I, I thought I was in the right. Um, I thought my dog was at an off leash park. Um, it's kind of a confusing area that you go in and out of off leash areas within this particular park, uh, goes along our river river pathway system um, in the Silver Springs area, which if you live in Calgary, you'll know where that is. But um, the signage is quite confusing. So they've just got like little wooden posts and it's not always clear like which side of the post is off leash or on leash. And uh, so anyway, I was kind of in this area and thought I was in an on leash, off leash portion of it. And it ended up I was in an on leash portion. And uh, there was a kind of an older gentleman, I assume who's a grandma grandpa with um, their grandkids out and he was upset and and rightfully so but I was upset with him because I didn't know I was in the wrong I didn't know I was in the on leash portion and so we're walking and enjoying our little walk and he kind of got mad at me because his grandkids were scared of kids and I kind of thought well we're in an off leash park like I'm allowed to have them off leash here um, and Tess wasn't bothering them so you know I didn't didn't think too much about it but again I, I clearly was in the wrong uh, you know in hindsight have to, after looking into it a little bit more on the city website but um, so even you know kind of innocuous things like that you're not intentionally breaking the rules but it happens but um, I don't think that's the real reason um, that people have their dog off leash is just because they didn't think anyone was around or their dog's friendly. Uh, I think those are kind of the excuses they yell as they go to collect their dog or whatever. Um, but I don't think that's the real reason the dog is off leash. If their dog is friendly, they can be just as friendly on leash as off leash. So, you know, I don't really think that's the reason behind it. I just think that's the kind of excuse that's thrown out there. So, uh, and there's really nothing... I don't know how you solve those two, even if those were the real reasons, but uh, I, I don't think that's the case. So I think the real issue here, so I'm just going to kind of look at my notes uh, so I can keep this a little more concise, um, is poor leash manners, I think is probably number one. If your dog is really good 
on a leash. They have a, you know, beautifully heel or walk nicely with you. They're not pulling on you. Uh, you know, you probably don't really care if your dog is off leash or on leash, you're going to go out and enjoy your walk regardless. So my, my guess and probably my own experience is, uh, poor on-leash manners is probably the biggest reason behind the dogs being off-leash in an on-leash area. So again, just kind of a, an example. I know when Tess was younger, um, I would take her out hiking with me. And uh, if I thought no one was around, I'd just unclip her and, and let her go off-leash because she was a pain in the butt on-leash uh, when we went hiking. So even if we were, you know, she'd walk reasonably nicely on the sidewalk in the city, as soon as she has all those news smells and scents and tracks to follow and stuff she'd just get really excited and would pull on the leash so even if the dog is normally fairly well behaved uh, as soon as they get into that natural environment go somewhere new it doesn't even have to be a natural environment and a new walk in this city you know all of a sudden there's new smells there's new things to check out and they're just that much more excited and running around and a little more frantic so i think that's probably the biggest reason so uh kind of the number one way we can solve that um, that would most people would recommend would of course just be work on the loose leash walking skill so um, the best way to address that would simply be to take a um, loose leash walking course uh, it's become pretty popular offering uh, most training class centers will have some sort of class that offers this so it might be a special loose leash walking class um, maybe one class or uh, you know a seminar versus a six-week course but it might be a six-week course uh, it's also covered in obedience or rally classes um, or just like a basic dog obedience type class puppy class so any of those should cover kind of loose leash walking uh, i i haven't found those techniques to be super uh, successful for me, I'll say, or very fast for most owners. So as much as I see a lot of owners attending puppy classes now and things like that, which is awesome, it's still something people really struggle with. And I don't, I have a hard time saying that that's, oh, they're just not trying hard enough. They're just not doing it. Um, you know, that certainly could be part of it, but it's, it's a big frustration for people to have a dog that doesn't walk nicely on a leash. It's probably the number one reason the dogs don't get walked. Um, so, you know, I think, I don't want to say you don't want to blame the victim. I just, I don't know if we have, a, as a training community, have a very good way yet to train that skill that's quick and effective for people to implement. So uh, it's not a knock against anybody or anything. I just, I don't know if we're quite there yet. Um, you know, some people obviously, obviously they're much better trainers than me out there, but, uh, you know, professional dog trainers, they can teach it to their own dogs. I don't know how successful we've been able to teach the public at large how to do it uh, with their own dogs. And I know it's something I've struggled with. Um, and I think I think that's the case for many people. So the I've recently come across the Fenzy dog sport um, method, and she has kind of a circling method she uses. And so far, that's kind of the thing I've had the most success with. Um, works really well with a single dog. I often walk both of my dogs at the same time, so it's not a great method um, for that. But if you have one dog, I would I would highly recommend you check that out. Um, I think they occasionally offer it as a webinar. Um, I don't know if it's once a month, but if you can catch that webinar, um, that's probably what I've had both the fastest and most success with. Um, and again, uh, it's just a it, it's just one of those tough things. Like I don't think we've quite 
made it easy enough for people to implement and uh, maybe it's just going to take a little more outside of the box thinking because I think it's something people still really struggle with. So, so um, yeah, so number one recommendation, if your dog doesn't walk well on a leash, uh, you can take a class and work on that, obviously. Um, but my personal recommendation, uh, other than the Fenzi, trying the Fenzi method, um, would be to try canny cross. And uh, that's a dog sledding sport where you where you hook up your dog to a dog sledding X-back type harness or a short harness um, and just hook them up to your waist belt. And, uh, you know, I really like this solution for hiking or, you know, sometimes we're not a great match for our dogs when it comes to kind of size or strength. So if you had, you know, an 80 year old woman who's hundred pounds soaking wet and she happens to have a very strong, say, I don't know, I'm gonna, I don't wanna make up a, let's say a Labrador, right? And even if they're a very, you know, nice, well-behaved Labrador, uh, you know, the dog is very strong compared to, I'll say the 80 year old lady. And, um, you know, we just have a bit of a mismatch there. So sometimes if, if you feel like you're outweighed by your dog or outpowered by your dog, um, throwing a dog sledding harness on them, hooking them up to a waist belt can be a great option. Uh, it's going to reduce um, chances of injury for yourself because you're going to you're going to have it on your waist. So it's a lower center of gravity. Um, I think you're it's stronger at your core. So it's not like your arm that they're going to, you know, be pulling you off, you know, pulling your arm out or, you know, pulling muscles off you, pulling you off balance and just having a lower center of gravity is going to help you kind of counteract their power. So I really like it from that perspective. But I also think more importantly, it changes our mindset as we walk them. So if you have them hooked up to a canny cross or a, a dog sledding harness with a canny cross belt and a waist belt, um, you know, it's taking taking the pressure off you. Um, and it's if your dog pulls you, that's kind of what you want. So all of a sudden, you're not upset that they're pulling you down the trail. You want them to pull you down the trail. So I think it's just that instant relief that your dog, your dog's all of a sudden behaving. Like you could go out tomorrow with your dog sledding harness and your waist belt. And if your dog pulls you down the trail, success, like that's, that's it. There's no six week class. There's no training every night, um, for an hour or half an hour, you know, spending time on your walk, bringing a bunch of treats, uh, which, you know, if you want to do it, do it. Um, it's something I still work on all the time. It's still not where I want it. But the candy cross and the dog sledding harness just solves that instantly. So if you are that person where you want to go hiking with your dog, and that's where I've seen the most for myself, it's like, you know what, if I just throw that harness on them, clip them to a waist belt, if they pull, great. If they don't, I, you know, I don't really care either. But um, my mindset has instantly changed. And I'm not going to come back from that walk mad and frustrated. And my arm is not going to be pulled out. They haven't pulled out my arm, you know, uh, tricep muscles pulling me in random directions at squirrels. Um, so I think that's just a much more enjoyable and faster solution um, if maybe that's why you've been letting your dog off leash in an on leash area. Um, so again, whether you're going hiking or just around in the city, uh, throwing that harness on them can be a super quick fix and just get you out there having fun with your dog right away. So uh, if, if loose, if yeah, loose leash manners walking is uh, your biggest problem. And maybe that's why you're letting your dog off leash when you know you shouldn't. Uh, that can be a great, great solution. All right. So that brings us to number three, which is a lot of us, we just really enjoy watching our dogs run around freely and have fun. Uh, you know, they're just 
something in their pure joy of like bouncing around through a field or, you know, kind of frolicking, running from, uh, you know, running at trees, chasing squirrels up trees, just running around, having a good time. There's just something innately we enjoy watching our dogs do that. So if that's you and that's why you have your dog off leash, um, even if you know they shouldn't be, um, you know, how can we, how can we turn that around so you can still enjoy that um, aspect of owning a dog? without um, maybe negatively in influencing others that are trying to kind of enjoy their dog how they are able to as well. So the number one way to do that, of course, is just to go to an off-leash park. Um, if your city has one uh, or a few, we have lots of options here in Calgary, um, you know, just go to an off-leash park. Uh, that's, that's number one. If your dog's friendly, they're going to have a good time playing with the other dogs. Um, you know, a lot of us here are not big fans of off-leash park that can, can cause fights and things like that. So um, I'm guessing that's why you're not going to an off-leash park already, um, but an off-leash park is, is certainly an option. Uh, so if that doesn't work for you, like I said, maybe you have a reactive dog or, um, or just you've had problems in the past, other dogs have attacked your dog, you're not very comfortable around other dogs or large dogs, um, I think that's a big reason some people stay away. Um, a private off-leash park, if you have access to one, is a great alternative. So I think around Calgary, we have four or five different options uh, where you can go and rent a private park for anywhere from kind of half an hour to an hour or more, I guess. Uh, usually there's no real limit on how long you can rent it for. Um, but it's a great option. And that's honestly what I've gone to. Um, I still, of course, love to go let my dogs have some freedoms. You know, some days you don't want to, I don't really feel like training something or, um, you know, Often for me, if it's if it's really cold, the dogs are kind of crazy anyway. Um, if I hook them up on a leash, we're going too slow to keep them warm. Um, but they're kind of cold, so they've got kind of a buzz going on. So they've got a bunch of energy and are extra bouncy. And I'm trying not to slip and fall on the ice and things like that. So on days like that, I really love the off-leash park. I can unclip them. You know, I really don't have to think about much other than watching for maybe some some coyotes or something like that but just let them off leash. They can run around and be idiots and have a great time. And we all go and enjoy kind of an hour or half an hour uh, walking. So um, private off leash parks, if you have access to one is, is a godsend really. <laughs> um, and just to give you an idea of the cost, I've paid anywhere from kind of 10 to $15 to about $25 for half an hour to an hour. So it's not crazy expensive. It's probably not something you want to do every day. But, you know, if you want to take your dogs out once a week or even once a month, whatever it is, um, just to go have a really good rip and just enjoy the day. Maybe it's something special for their birthday, whatever it is. Um, but just go have fun uh, if you've got access to an off-leash park in your area. Uh, that is a kind of a private option. Um, then it's just you and your dog and or whoever you'd like to invite. So you don't have to worry about other dogs attacking your dog or whatever so um it's a it's a great option and i hope we kind of continue to see that trend um and then lastly i'd say um if you just enjoy kind of seeing your dog have that freedom and fun is to try a training class and um you know if you see a dog playing disc or um tricks agility uh 
even Candy Cross again if you wanted to see them run and, and let out some of that pent up energy. But I love Frisbee for that because if you see the dogs play Frisbee, man, they're having fun. Uh, you know, if you're throwing tricks in there, you know, that's great. Um, but they can really let, let loose, you know, run as fast as they can to go catch that Frisbee, come back, and you really see that joy in a different way. Um, so it's not kind of the same carefree fun per se, but, um, you know, it's another great way you can see them have that fun let out that pent-up energy and uh and really just both of you can enjoy it so much the same way and again it's not kind of an unleashed thing necessarily unless you do the candy cross or biking or something with them but uh you know it's just a really good fun off-leash activity you can both participate in have a lot of fun with um but again in a little more little more contained environment so you are allowed to be off-leash in that in that instance um so then I think the last reason, again, I've kind of touched on this a little bit, but um, if you feel like you can't go to an off-leash park, again, you have a reactive dog or you're scared of other people's dogs. Um, again, like some of our, our seniors have this issue or even young kids, right? Um, if you're feeling a little more frail or, or fragile, right? Like a 40-pound kid uh, with a 200-pound Newfie running at them, uh, you know, maybe good cause to be concerned, even if the Newfie does not intend you any harm. Um, there's a big size difference and strength difference there. So if you feel like you can't go to an off-leash park or don't have access to one, um, and that's why you're letting your dog off-leash in an on-leash area, uh, you know, what are some other alternatives that would, would kind of solve that problem? So uh, again, a private off-leash park is great if you have that alternative. And um, I think the hard truth is if you don't have access to an off-leash park, um, you really just have to walk your dog on a leash. So unless you're going to a class or something like that where you can let them expend their energy in a different way, um, you know, bylaws are what they are. Um, and I think, I, I think a lot of the people, and if this was, this was me when I was doing it, um, and if it's you too, then it's understandable. But um, you know, if you have other frustrations and feel like you can't walk your dog on a leash, uh, bylaw says you have to. So you just have to find a way to do it. Um, I've kind of been on both sides of that where, you know, I've been frustrated that with my dog not walking nicely on a leash. So I've wanted to let them off leash, but I've also been on the other side where I've, I don't want to quite say be afraid of other dogs coming at me that are off leash. Um, but when I have a reactive dog with me, or or just if I have both dogs with me, it's really hard to control both dogs when you've got an off-leash dog approaching you. You don't know what that off-leash dog is going to do. Um, both of my dogs are rather large, so combined they're probably about 160, 140 to 160 pounds. So like that's a lot for me to kind of hold back, or you know leashes get tangled. So there's there's other reasons. It's understandable on both sides why you're frustrated. I understand why the person who lets their dog off leash is doing that. I can also understand why the person with the dogs on leash is frustrated to have an off leash dog approach them. So, you know, bylaw is what it is. It says don't have your dog off leash. So I think that's really just the solution. So if you don't have an off leash park you can go to, um, you're just gonna be forced to walk your dog on leash. So you just need to address whatever issue it is that you have with the on leash portion. Um, and again, I hope I've outlaid a few different options, whether that's candy cross or working on some loose leash walking skills. Um, and then last thing I want to touch on, 
um, was kind of that swimming thing again. So like I said, there's not really a lot of good natural alternatives. Um, if you want to just go take your dog out to play fetch, go swimming. Uh, if you don't, I don't know how to phrase this a little bit better, but um, everywhere where I can take my dog to a lake or a river to go swimming, basically, is an on-leash area. So there's nowhere I can legally take them to go swimming um, at a public lake um, that is off-leash. So what do you do in that instance? And again, kind of bylaw being what it is, it says you can't do that. So if you don't have access to a uh, off-leash park that has a waterway, or you can't go to that because your dog or yourself has a concern over the off-leash park, um, you know, it's the right answer is don't go. Um, I know I have done it uh, with a couple of the local lakes. I've taken the dogs out swimming there off-leash. Um, and if you're going to do that, my suggestion would be like maybe go during off peak hours. So go early in the morning or later at night um, or visit a area that's not very um, popular, I guess. Uh, doesn't have a lot of people around. And then if somebody does come, uh, you just have to leash your dog right away. So if you are lucky and time it right, um, you know, maybe you can play by yourself for 20 minutes or something like that with your dog. Um, but really the right answer is, is don't go use it. So if you do want to see your dog swim and fetch and, and have some fun that way, which I certainly do, uh, you know, like that's a big reason I bought retrievers. I, I just enjoy going and hanging out and throwing toys for them, playing fetch. So uh, if that's you, I would, I would suggest there's a couple different options. Um, so again, if you can find a private off-leash park that has access to that, that's great. Um, I think there's at least one I know of here in Calgary, um, and that's wet noses. I guess, I guess I should say that. Um, I'll try. I'll put some links to a few few down below because there's a couple different options. If you live in Calgary, at least you'll have access to them. I can't help you if you don't live in Calgary, but but I'll list a few um, in the description below. Um, but wet noses does have access to an irrigation canal, so the dogs can go swim there. Um, it's not quite private. I had to kind of again. I think it was actually the first time I went there. I thought I thought it was on their property and somebody was across on the other side walking their dog. So I was kind of ticked off because I'm going like, I paid to rent this thing privately. Why is there this other dog there? And I think it was a local farmer was just walking their dog against <laughs> on the irrigation canal. So, um, so it isn't private in that sense, but that's the only time I've probably been there 30 times. I've never seen anybody else any other time using that irrigation canal. So it's, it's private in that their facility is private, but the irrigation canal itself is public property or public access. So um, if you do go there, that's just something, something <laughs> another time of righteous indignation there where I was in the wrong. Um, so yeah, so if you have access to an off-leash park that has it, that's great. Um, otherwise, what can you do? Um, so therapy pools for dogs has been getting more and more popular. Again, will kind of depend how populated an area you're living in. Uh, again, I think Calgary has two different pools that I know of that offer some sort of kind of physiotherapy for dogs. Um, so th that's a good option. Um, again, it can get a little pricier because you're paying for the therapist as well as the pool time, but but it's a good option too. If it's if it's kind of local to you, you can take your dog. Often they'll let you play fetch and just give your dog a chance to swim. So that's that's a good option. Um, the other option is dock diving. So it's definitely a sport I've recently become addicted to. Um, 
but dock diving is a great option. Again, it's allowed there. The facility is specifically for dogs. So, uh, you know, you can kind of have at it. Um, you obviously have to rent the pool and pay for it and blah, 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 blah. But uh, if you have a dog that loves to retrieve and you don't have anywhere you feel that you can safely take them to do that, uh, again, where it's legal, um, a dock diving pool is a great option. You can go rent it for half an hour, play fetch. Uh, you'll, you'll have fun. Your dog will have fun. Um, so it's a great way to get kind of that same outlet um, without irritating other dog owners and uh, and coming in conflict conflict with the city bylaws or or provincial bylaws or what have you. So yeah, I really just I know this is a really contentious issue and um, I know myself included, but a lot of people are very upset when they see off leash dogs in on leash areas. Um, but I, I think it helps to understand why people are doing it and approaching it from that aspect. Um, that story I shared kind of in the opening with a friend at the campsite, you know, I don't understand that one as much. Uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of, you know, like, were they just being inconsiderate? Did they not care? I don't know. I, I kind of, I have a hard time thinking anybody would really just say like, oh, I don't care if my dog attacks another dog. So I have a hard time believing that was their reasoning, but I can't really think of a good reason other than, you know, maybe the dog, if they were tethered to a spike or something in the ground, was just getting tangled up in chairs and getting in the way. Not too sure. Um, you know, I have a, I have a harder time thinking my way around an issue like that. Um, you know, where to me, like, okay, well, if you're not willing to contain your dog with a tether or in your camper or whatever the story is, um, you know, the right answer is, well, then you need to leave your dog at home with a dog sitter or at a kennel or with a friend or whatever. If you're not willing to take care of your own dog in a way that allows other people to enjoy the same privileges you're hoping to enjoy, um, you know, there's not a lot of reasoning or rationale behind that. But um, again, kind of just, just growing pains. Like when I had first got Tess, she was my first dog um, to kind of own and take care of on my own uh, after I'd moved out. So there's a lot of growing pains with that. So if you're finding yourself in that position where, you know, like you thought you'd get this dog and you were going to take it to the off-leash park and play fetch and now you can't do that. So you're finding yourself going to on-leash areas and letting your dog off-leash. Um, you know, I've been there, I've done it. So, uh, you know, not proud of it in hindsight, but I can understand why people do it. So, uh, you know, I'm really just hoping this podcast gives you some alternative ways to solve that problem, um, you know, without impacting other people's enjoyment of their own dogs. Because I think that's the saddest part to me is really what we're seeing is other dogs are stopping dog owners from enjoying their own dogs. So if you're if you own a dog and you're afraid to take it for a walk because, you know, every time you guys go out, um, you know, you're attacked by an off leash dog, you know, that's not a real good recipe for, for continued dog ownership um, down the road. And I think it's sad if we're robbing each other enjoyment of our dogs. So I hope this podcast helps if you are, I don't want to say the instigator, but if you have been that person that's let your dog off leash in an on-leash area, I hope this gives you a few different ideas of how you can address that. And um, on the other side, if you are constantly seeing family members or friends or neighbors doing something they shouldn't. I hope this kind of gives you some, maybe some understanding as to why they're doing it and maybe some things you can su suggest to them in a positive way to stop it rather than, you know, we all have a tendency to just kind of 
don't want to say lose our heads, but, um, you know, we all go home ranting and raving and rather than ranting and raving, raving at our neighbors, um, maybe you can suggest one of these alternatives to them. Maybe it's a more constructive way to do it. As at the end of the day, we all just want to enjoy being with our dogs and give them the best life we can. As the saying goes, you know, I work hard so my dog can have a better life. Um, so I hope this helps. And uh, with that, um, thanks for tuning in and uh, I'll catch up with you guys next week.